isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, CityCast listeners. On Thursdays, the CityCast gang talks about the stuff that makes Houston, Houston. Today, lead producer Dina Kesba, producer Farrell Gibbs, and I are talking about kolaches, the beloved Czech pastries that you can find in any donut store in Houston. It's Thursday, June 9th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Dina Farrell, let's talk kolaches. Dina, what is your favorite? Oh, I'm so excited because I can't just pick one. I'm going to try and like limit it to two at least. Cheat, 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 cheat. <laughs> My favorite is the barbecue brisket from the Kalachi factory. I know it sounds oh, weird mm. and it's not very like typical, but it's also that mix of the Czech and the Texan-ness of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so juicy and so delicious. And then my other one, I'd have to say, is going to be the cheese and jalapeno from the Kalachi shop, which is so good. Because the jalapeno, sometimes it's really spicy, which is perfect. Yeah. And sometimes the jalapeno isn't. So some it can be a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But those are the two I would eat all day, every day. Farrell, do you have a favorite? Okay, I'm not a Kalachi professional. First of all, I didn't even know it was Kalachi. I've heard it Kalachi and Kalache. Is it uh, what? Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> I've never people people <laughs> people east of here. Okay, so kolache. Um, I'll have to say uh, sausage, but mm-hmm. I've heard I had heard even before I got here that that meat isn't even necessarily supposed to be a thing. It's supposed to be fruit or cheese, technically. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I guess we should go into definitions. A kolache is like a Czech pastry. And if you're super technical, it's only the open-faced Czech pastries that have toppings like fruit or cheese, like a cream cheese or sometimes poppy seed. And then those mm. closed rolls, the ones that have sausage inside them, those are klobosniki. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is a different Czech pastry. But here in Houston, there are all kolaches. Let's be real. Oh, we are yeah. not purists. <laughs> <laughs> we'll eat it if it's good. Not in my city, baby. Tell us what your favorite is. <laughs> What's your go-to? My very favorite is uh, any of the sausage kolaches, but especially the you know Czech sausage with jalapeno from the original kolache shop on Telephone Road. Mm-hmm. And that is kolache shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Uh, the place was founded in 1956. Mm-hmm. They've got the third generation running it now. This, you know, 20-something kid who has taken this little building. It still looks like 1956 on the outside in this, you know, blue collar part of town. Mm-hmm. And inside it's like cute on a shoestring. You know, you've got your Ikea lamps. He's like roasting his own coffee. And you've got the very traditional kolaches like his mother and grandma made, I'm sure. But what I love about the place is just, the feeling of it, you know, it's such a Houston thing. You're there in line with 
all these guys with their names sewn on their shirts. You get up to the front and nothing that you're going to order costs more than five bucks. Maybe, mm. maybe you could manage that if you got a super fancy coffee, but it's just a great, you know, feeling. Kolaches are not about being fancy. It's very simple. I, yeah. I have to say for people who don't know what it looks like, and I would be worried if there's a Houstonian out there who has not seen what a kolache is or had one, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to judge. Would you say it kind of looks like a Danish? Uh, yeah, countries all over the world have open-faced pastries. In structure, it's like a Danish. You've got this sort of semi-sweet white bread roll dough. It's a yeast dough mm-hmm. on the bottom. And in the traditional, you know, fruit and cheese open-faced kolache, there's kind of a dimple made in it. You put the filling in, you know, like cherry or apricot or whatever the heck you want, really, because it's Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's this sprinkled uh, on top, the crumble. Oh, made out of the yes. flour and butter and sugar. So good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like almost like a strudel, I guess. Well, yeah, like a strudel also has icing. Kolaches don't have icing. They're not as sweet as some pastries, mm-hmm. which I like. It's kind of like the crumbs that you would put on a coffee cake. but oh, yeah. a coffee cake. That's what yeah. I was yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. that. It's really delicious and sweet and it just like adds to it because the pastry itself is not that sweet. So right. having that, you get that like little kick of sweetness. And there's a little crunch from it. Yes. Oh my God. This is <laughs> making me want one so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I think they're one of the perfect Houston foods. Um, partly because, you know, they are traditional here. Partly because they are so open to being messed with, to like swallowing any cultural influence you want to throw at them. Mm-hmm. And partly because they are great to eat in your car. You know? Yes. <laughs> we shouldn't do this. We should not be eating while driving. And yet we do. Here we are. I'm a little ashamed to say that I grew up for the longest time thinking that this was just a very Houston thing. And so <laughs> when I learned about where it actually was derived from, I was like, what? And it's yeah. so popular in Houston. Like y- you see a kolache shop uh, everywhere. Like it's so easy to have access to a kolache. Well, and uh, also... Every donut shop in Houston sells kolaches. It's, I don't think there's technically a city law that requires it. But, True. Um, the donut shop closest to my house is called Seven Bright Donuts. I think it's, you know, owned by Asians, judging from that name. The women at the counter speak Spanish. Wow. And one of the things you can order there is a boudin kolache, a Czech pastry stuffed with this Louisiana rice sausage. Wow. And I just think, wait, how many cultural influences can you pile into <laughs> one like $2 pastry? I just, I'm boggled. <laughs> you know, doesn't cafeteria sell like a Vietnamese style kolache? Oh, no, cafeteria is not like your regular fluorescent lit cheapo donut shop. It's okay? not. It's, it's a little bougie. <laughs> it's Edo. It's so stylish. Like how? What What sort of things make yeah. it that way? Um. Vanren Cook, the chef who started the place, is a kid who grew up in that part of town before it was Edo, back when it was Vietnam town. And then, you know, he became a big deal chef. He has been on TV shows like Chopped. He's worked in New York and Chicago. And now he's come back to Edo. He is as hip as anything there. And he's doing this cultural meltdown you 
get kolaches. Like I think today there's a beef kielbasa kolache with cheddar cheese that's on a milk roll. A milk roll is Japanese pastry, a Japanese bread. It's kind of sweet and tender, but it ain't Czech. What does it taste like? Yeah, it's it's a slightly sweet white bread. You know, it's not mm. it's not quite as dense as the ones that I'm used to, but it's still interesting. Yeah. It's still yeah. recognizably a kolache. Farah, what was your thought when you first had a kolache or even saw it on like a menu as an option? <laughs> well, I didn't know they existed until about four years ago. I'd never heard of them. And uh, John Nova Lomax came from Texas. That's John Nova Lomax, the writer. He came to Mobile where you were living. Yes. And took me almost to the Florida line where they had built this Bucky's. And I went in and he showed me them. And then not only did he show me them, he told me that there was a huge debate in Texas about whether you should put meat in it and <laughs> whether it was called, you know, by the same name. Yeah. And yeah. I remember thinking, this ain't nothing but sausage on a roll, which is what I Whoa. always... Whoa! <laughs> that's, that's how I grew up. The Czechs would disagree, but... <laughs> sausage, we have a sausage there called Kaneka. And oh. I don't know if you've... If you've ever heard of it. Nope. So, no. Okay. So it's hot. It's got jalapeno in it. My mom would buy those uh, crystal buns, crystal or white castle type. Sl- they're not slider rolls, but they're the small square hamburger buns. And then I'd fry sausage and put that on the bun with mustard and pickle every morning. And I did that, Ooh. you know, my entire school career. So of course, when I saw kolaches for the first time, it was like a food made for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Then I get here. They're everywhere. They are Mm -hmm. everywhere. Every store, every corner, every strip mall has kolaches. It's really interesting to see how, you know, thousands of immigrants came in the 1800s. And somehow this pastry of theirs just like skyrocketed and really made a place and a home for themselves in Houston. You know, is it comparable to like a breakfast burrito? How do you compare that to something else that an immigrant has brought to the city? As far as being deeply knit into sort of the background of Houston, the things we don't even notice that other people are surprised by? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think breakfast burritos are common outside of Texas. Kalachis, you know, you don't get very far like east into Louisiana before you stop seeing them. I guess maybe Bucky's Mm -hmm. is exporting them. There was this moment right before the pandemic when I think kolaches were supposed to be the next big national fad. Hmm. And I think that fizzled. I think they are still just ours. I can say this, actually, when about the time he took me to that Bucky's. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the first time I ever saw a kolache, it was at Bucky's. After that. <laughs> That's as Texas as you get. You right. Know, you yeah. At Bucky's, except you're doing it in <laughs> Florida, which is. Or, or darn near. It's still in Alabama, but it's, it's okay. like very close to the line. But they started popping up everywhere. I had down the street from me, uh, one opened up and they were doing well. So um, mm. it's, it's a very recent thing and they are starting to pop up and maybe they are starting to take on at least in the southeast or the south. Oh, they're big in Texas, all through the hill country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's one of the joys of a Texas road trip is you kind of know that you can stop at any little place that's clearly a last name that has too many high value Scrabble letters in it. 
<laughs> you know, if it's got a name like Ruskas or Havlocks or Orsocks, stop, you know, throw on the brakes <laughs> mm -hmm. and go in because you're going to get these traditional Czech pastries. If they've got sausage, it'll be like the old school Czech or German sausages with the natural skin casings. I have to say, I always felt like I was missing out because the sausages were always like pork based. Oh, Okay, and because as a Muslim, you don't eat Yeah, don't eat pork. Right. And the Kalachi factory, it was like a Muslim guy who opened it. And this was like years back, and it was like an A-leaf. Perfect place to open up <laughs> <laughs> a Muslim. Was that the original Kalachi factory? I don't know if it was the original. Yeah. But... I always objected to the name because I don't think yeah. Kalachi should be made in factories. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he had like halal beef options uh -huh. and like beef sausages and so i was like oh my god i can finally have one wrapped in meat <laughs> and i got so excited <laughs> because i was like you know brisket's good but sometimes you just want that like beef sausage or that like that hot right. dog wrapped in that pastry and its simplicity right. tastes so good yeah so it's like yeah. while well, other people were having mcdonald's for breakfast i feel like all of us houstonians were having kolaches yeah there is something really sweet about them that I love. With my first marriage, my father-in-law was Czech. He grew up in one of those little Texas Czech-speaking towns. My mother-in-law wasn't Czech. She was born in Iowa, but she baked kolaches because it meant so much to her whole family. You know, everybody in her family looked forward to her kolaches using like her own mother's roll recipe, that Iowa white bread roll, but then, you know, smushing it down to put in the like fruit toppings. And so I associate it with that family and those traditions. And I think that's part of why I love them so much. What's the be What was the best one? You oh, said fruit toppings. Like, from, for my mother-in-law's? I love yeah. the cherry. She did apricot, which was super good. That's like one of the standard flavors, right? Yeah. those. Are, I don't know that that was like original from Czech in the whatever, 1910s when Czech started immigrating to Texas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, by the time that I was marrying into a Czech family, that was considered traditional. They would also do cottage cheese. Oh, that mm. is so good. It's so weird, but it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> poppy seed. My Czech father-in-law, who grew up speaking Czech as a kid before he learned English, said that you could always tell a Czech girl because she had a poppy seed stuck between her teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. And those are strange, but kind of great. I think the most important question is, Lisa, did you walk away with the recipe to those kolaches? That's a great question because uh, I'd like it. I have it. I don't make it because my son has celiac disease. And so I'm not allowed to have white flour in the house. Ooh. So all my kolache eating has it's to outside. be on the sly outside. So they also have this little like edge of being bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, before we close out, I wanted to I wanted to share one thing. So my wife goes to A&M and she comes home the other day and she says they brought us, they catered food and it was kolaches from a place called Kolachi Rolfs. Oh, Rolfs. Rolf, like R-O-L-F, uh -huh. like that Muppet dog, I guess his name was Rolf. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> yeah. So she, she goes uh -huh. out to H-E-B and she sees, this is very against everything we, we bake, we try and do it. At H-E-B, she sees a Kalachi Rolf's sausage and cheese in the frozen section. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> as you can see, I'm showing it to you in my uh -huh. Zoom. 
And I'm like, you don't microwave a, a kolache oh, frozen no. and bread and meat. And she did it. <gasps> it ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. Yeah. I mean, but microwaves are an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. If you need a kolache quick and you got air an fry, air fry. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a good actual bakery, y'all. Have the experience. <laughs> that means you have to leave the house and it's going to be 105 degrees this weekend. So <laughs> right. The freezer might be a better option. <laughs> you might just want to eat it frozen. Fair That's right. All right, y'all. That was fun. That was awesome. That was super fun. That was the CityCast crew, Dina Kesba, Farrell Gibbs, and me. Next up, Farrell, what is going on around town in the news? Thank you, Lisa. Well, yesterday I drove my wife to the George Bush International Airport, dropped her off with no incident whatsoever. It was only later in the morning did I read yours and Brooke's newsletter to find out that I must have dodged a bullet. George Bush International Airport is under construction, and there are stories of people waiting in drop-off lines for over an hour, sometimes bailing on their rides altogether, only to end up walking to their terminals from afar. This is all part of an IAH terminal redevelopment program, $1.3 billion being pumped into the airport's construction, and that, coupled with a pickup in air travel after the pandemic, is what's causing a lot of problems. It's the largest capital improvement project in the airport's history, and it has been planned since 2014 and initiated in 2019. Now, yesterday when I dropped off my wife at Terminal C, I did see a couple of things that were out of the ordinary. There were dozens of guards directing traffic, waving batons, and hurrying things along, and there were also many rows of orange plastic drums cordoning off areas that you have to navigate around. I think probably because I arrived at the airport at 6 in the morning, that was the reason why I was able to get through without much wait. However, I will need to pick her up on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. So if I am late for work, that will be why. That is it for today here on CityCast Houston. Over at the newsletter, I am running a bunch of Houston gripes. They're really fun. We're going to be doing it for the rest of the week. So check it out. If you don't already subscribe, go to houston.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow. Honestly, I've never seen kolaches sold at H-E-B in a box. So this is news to me. <laughs> I mean, it sounds sounds gross, but, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>